Rerecon Radio, welcome to it. Uh, another spotlighted show. Just hop them on whenever we want, right? We just pop it up. We just, we just do what we want to do now. That's, that's, that's right. the way the world's going. Just do it when you want to do it. We are free, like the genie of Aladdin. I'm free! <laughs> I you probably can't even remember that, Robin Williams being <laughs> No, there. I definitely can. Yeah. Definitely can. We're a knee-high to a grasshopper. That's what you were. <laughs> been a fascinating week mate uh, a lot to get through today you ready for it there's a lot i am ready you ready i'm ready let's do it let's do it this is your daily live stream of thought-provoking comedic rants and reality current affairs social media news our generation i'll say live 5 p.m weekdays on mixer I'm guessing the song title we chose for season one is pretty accurate, proving to be more accurate lately, Mate, isn't it? Very, very accurate. I think those Jeez. guys must have known something when they wrote that, the Beatles. They were onto something there. Yeah, they knew we were going to launch a show. Yeah, so. exactly. They wrote that song just for this, I'm sure. What a crazy, crazy week it has been. Absolutely insane stuff happening. It has, and we have plenty, plenty of stuff to talk to. There's the stuff we want to get through. But before we do, I want to ask, I want to, we're just talking about writing songs. So Adele, you've heard her new start song. Light. I just want to pop. I start lights and just. I want to get in there. There's, there's just something that has been grinding my gears. So Adele has re- mm. just released the names of her song, and she Taylor Swift was on the top. Yes. Adele pipped her off there, and now she's on the top. This let is important me, stuff. Let me right. read to you the names of her new album. Her first song, which you know, "Hello," but then she's got "Send My Love," "I Miss You," "When We Were Young." Remedy, Water Under the Bridge, River Lee, Love in the Dark, Million Years Ago, All I Ask, Sweetest Devotion. So what I've worked out, if you want to be a massive pop star, have yes. heaps of breakups. That's <laughs> a, Taylor Swift, Adele, do they swap stories? Or That's what true though. That? Nothing's know? changed though. Nothing's That's changed. Has been true. They're all like uh, yeah, We take rock songs as well. It's not too different, is it? Yeah. Huh? a little bit more. At least like... Hence sex, drugs and rock and roll. I mean, it's... Yeah, but they were like undercover love songs. Like it wasn't out there. It was undercover. like you had to really listen to the lyrics. Some of them were in it. the closet love songs. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, but the first song, Hello, that was Lionel Richie's title. It was. Hello, is it me you're looking for? It's, it's them having a phone call together, Lionel and uh, Dell. That's hello, hello. You'll notice, folks, that I've changed the title of the show from comedy to culture. And uh, <laughs> that's for a very good reason. That's because One ben, in particular. That's because Ben tries really hard. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, a whole lot has happened this week. Man alive. Um, where do we start? I guess just go straight to the Paris attacks. Straight to it. Because I, I mean, don't think you can go any other way on this. Look, other things have happened as well. Just in case you didn't know, other things have happened. Jonah Lomu. Great rugby player, yeah, passed away, cool. age of 40, he was waiting for another kidney transplant, he was on dialysis, absolute legend, passed away, very sad. He was, very sad. Um, in a way, he was just becoming the sort of um, stand-up, sort of, what, like, poster boy for that side of the sport, yeah. in the sense of all the camaraderie stuff he was doing, and all, and it was all that awareness see, he was doing. It was uh, good to see how the world took time. to it as well, I mean, there was a lot of, sort of, reaching out and, and yeah. condolences to family, so it's good to see, it's really... Yeah. Really good to see. He had a massive impact. So, Yeah, very sad indeed. Um, but yes, Paris. I mean, insane. Uh, if you're anything like us, we woke... Well, we did we wake to the news sort of midday No, us. it was sort of, yeah. morning. It yeah. was in the morning for us yeah. um, in Australia. But uh, yeah, this whole siege going on. You know, three different attacks in three different locations across Paris. Yeah. And, and uh, claimed by ISIS. So and there you go. S- and since then, there's been bombs stopped in Germany. 
There was mm. one stopped in Germany in an ambulance the other day. There's been a tax stopped in America. Oh, some of the problem is this, though. Some of this stuff would just, you don't know if it just ha would have happened. Yeah. All right. Exactly. And now it's just on the news so much. It's like, oh, another one stopped there, another one stopped there, another one there. But were they all ISIS related in the beginning? I don't know. See, and we don't know if it's ISIS related because ISIS has apparently claimed, you saw that video of the. TV presenter, what does that on show the, the project, yeah. The and project. see, he, he brought a very interesting point because he was saying that ISIS wants us to think that all the, all the horror and terror in the world is them because it yeah. builds how strong they are when they're not really that strong, but it, it puts fear into the people. So you're right. I mean, the media needs to stop putting it out in a way that it is ISIS and that it's not just an attack from any random crazy. Yeah, that's right. But the media won't do that because the media makes money off it. Um, Absolutely. So... I don't agree with the statement he made that ISIS isn't that, that, that strong. He, he came out quite strong with that statement. I don't think that's true at all. I think ISIS is a formidable force. No, but what he was talking about is strong in forms of if there was a war to, to take place, yeah. then... Oh, that's what he said, of, on the ground. That's what he was saying. In terms of powers against Again, an on-the-ground man-to-man war, it, it, ISIS A stupid have a statement to make. All right? Now, look, you've got to understand, I like what he said overall, and I, I appreciate what he said, and I agree 100%. Okay? I'm not a critic at all, but it's not the best statement to make because this is not a war that's happening on the ground. That's the whole point. Yeah. This war is not happening there. It's not a traditional war. And it's silly to say, well, if you came and fought us in the schoolyard then we'd all level this out. That's, yeah, but that's ridiculous. This war is fought in a completely new way, and some of those things we're going to touch on today because it's exactly how wars would be fought in our generation. But see, it's, I think that, you, and you said to yourself before, that we don't know what attacks are actually being administered by ISIS. So we don't know what ability they have to actually make these attacks, but yet there's still attacks being made. So how do we know what's what and who's who? Do they have all that power? Or is it just being that they're hiding behind this? And the whole thing comes to their own document where they stated, they said, we need to actually make sure that every terror occurrence that happens is claimed as an ISIS occurrence. So you got a cold press juice there. I did. Your wife just handed me three of the strangest What's like, yours? Mine's carrot, apple, ginger, turmeric? Spinach, pineapple, kale, apple, cucumber, and mint. Okay. Or I had to choose from beetroot, cucumber, strawberries, blueberries, pear, carrot. Okay, I'll play you against the name. Choose the best name. I've got a ginger ninja. Oh, I've got summer greens. I don't know if I've chosen correctly, or should I go berry right. beets? Oh, there you go. Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> All right, so that's the thing, man. It is totally different. It is now fought online, and what we've seen this week is Anonymous coming out. If you don't know who Anonymous is, the infamous hackers who control, I think, or govern the internet in a way. And it's interesting, because in like reading the articles and things that have come out, they have more than just one Anonymous. Like They have a lot of different groups that are working in different areas for this thing. There's a lot of people that don't understand how much is actually fighting against ISIS at the moment and trying to make it more difficult for them to do anything. That's right. Now, a friend said to me the other day, I think that friend might be you when you walked in, and I said Anonymous uh, is uh, getting involved, and you said, well, what good can Anonymous do? What good can a bunch of hackers do? And, <laughs> you know, that's not a good juice, is it? No, it's good. It's great. It's you look healthy already. Tastes <laughs> <laughs> like lamb with mint jelly on it. The hairs on your beard are standing <laughs> <laughs> It's actually quite nice. Oh, yeah, I love like a health kick. 
So um, you said, what good can a bunch of hackers do? And the truth is this, that they are attempting to take down ISIS websites. Not only that, but they are deleting Twitter accounts. And most of these websites and accounts are run by um, ISIS recruiters. Mm. Okay. Now, what that does is it might not necessarily stop ISIS in the sense of going out and performing their terror, but it slows the recruiting process down. It slows the information process down. And ISIS, who is thriving on having their name in social media and thriving on having these um, events publicized so greatly, um, Anonymous is doing their bit to slow this down. And mm. I think that's phenomenal. And see, it's, it's interesting. Since I had actually said that to you and you gave me your well-rounded answer, I went home and I was like, man, I actually don't know much about what they're doing in this. So I started to research and look into what they're actually doing. Mm. But the interesting thing that was highlighted to me is how much of this whole ISIS thing people have no idea. Oh, well, let me make- just stop you there, okay? Because I had exactly the same revelation. My wife and I were chatting the other day about this. And I think it was, I don't know if it was pre or, no, I think it was post the Paris attacks. Yeah. And we were saying, us as a generation, this is why it's such a relevant topic for Re-Reckon in particular, us as a generation, we have not paid enough attention to this. Mm. We hear all these things going off in the background, but actually the world is at war at the moment. Yeah. And these wars are being fought not only between Arabs and America, but there are all kinds of uh, expats and nations signing up to fight for or against ISIS yeah. in different countries. It's really, it's intermixed. Yeah. And it is actually pretty poor that us as a generation have not given us off to knowing more about this. Yeah, and that's, and that's exactly right. I mean, we, we hear so much of, in all kinds of topics, where people just jump on the bandwagon and they don't want to spend the time understanding what is actually going on and having a, a well-rounded answer to some of these questions because they don't really care. They just want to be able to talk about what's topical at the moment. Yeah. And that's such an issue in our generation because in anything that we do, whether it's um, political reviews, whether it's you know what kind of sport you follow, anything like that, we have a tendency to just pick whatever is on top of the list yeah. instead of spending the time to actually understand what's happening and work through and understand what it is that's taking place. Okay. Now, I fear our conversation is going to take a whole different loop to what we planned today, and this is why. Because I want to ask you, how do we do that as a generation? How do we stay informed? And I'll, I'll give you a, an example here. I'm going to open CNN now, right? Now, here you go. CNN, I'm going to show it to you, if I can turn this that way, and if you can see it on the camera. That is the front page of CNN today, all right? And you'll see that there's a massive, massive logo there, and if I mouse over it, it's red and white, it flashes, and it says, Fight for Paris, okay? That, for me, is absolutely unacceptable from the media. The reason, because that blows it up to Mm. something, and it actually instills an antagonistic... Um, sense in me, yes, I must fight for Paris. Yeah. Or, yes, what's going on in the fight for Paris? No. One, this is not only about Paris. Yeah, exactly. All right. Two, that is an antagonistic headline. Mm. Give me the news. Whereas I, as this generation, can I find news that is not slanted, one, to make money, or one, to perpetrate a particular political cause? Yeah. Where do I find my voice? And see, and isn't that interesting? Because we live in a we live in an age today that is just filled with information. We have so much information that there's even websites out there now that tell you what's true and what's not true. Is it fake? Has it been, you know? Put That's right, like that. Snopes and yeah, those sort so of things. It, yeah, so it, it tells you whether or not what you're reading is fake because there's so many stories on, particularly on Facebook, yeah. where it pops up on the thing, 
people don't even take the time to read the story, work out you know, whether it's going to be fake. Back, back in the older days, there wasn't enough information. So the, there was, it was good, solid information that was coming forward rather than so much yeah. that it's, we have to spend the time. We have yeah. to go, this interests me and I want to find out more, so I'm going to spend the time. If you look, you'll find what's the truth in it and where, and, you know, where the stories are right, but you have to be willing to spend the time and not just antagonize the, the mass, and build. The mass of information that we have nowadays all right, as both a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're going to pick up on that now um, because there's some few key points I want to make there. Click, 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 click. Pike. We reckon radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Click, click. Click. Here's the thing. With the mass amount of information that we have out there, we're talking about ISIS, we're talking about the Paris attacks, but more importantly, we're talking about us as a generation finding the information and having a voice about these things and being educated because mm. for the most part, our generation is not educated about this at the moment. No, not okay? at all. What we're seeing is a mass amount of information that we can get access to. Yeah. Okay. Um, that does two things. One, it creates every Tom and Dick and Harry like you and me all right, a space to have an opinion about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, when that opinion is misinformed or ill-informed, what does that mean? It means radicalism, all right, or hatred, or response that is unjustified, unbalanced. Yeah. Okay. Or just opinions floating around at barbecues or wherever we go yeah. that are unfounded and just incites more confusion. Exactly. Okay. We don't come to a simple solution. That's the one thing. The other thing it's doing is it is revealing the nature of how the world is operated mm. and how the world is run. We're seeing presidents at the moment and administrations that are scrambling to find a solution to this or to hide the fact that they don't truly want a solution to it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Unfortunately, the media as a whole is doing quite an unbalanced approach as is because they're amping the news up in yeah. order to make money off it. But at least we're getting news in a way. And see, it's, it's interesting that you brought that CNN thing because to me, all that does is breed more hate. It's not, I mean, the fight for... But then Paris, where do we get our news? That's our question. But see, Where but, do we get our information then? But then the interesting thing is, so we go, okay, let's fight for Paris. So how do we fight for Paris? Mm. Most people have gone, okay, the way I'm going to fight for Paris is I'm going to put the Paris flag over my Facebook oh, page. Oh, don't stop me. Don't stop. Now you're you starting know? it. So now you're we, starting it. But we get to now a place. Now you're starting it. We get to a place now where we feel as though we're doing our bit because we have done something like put out, change our Facebook page. But then people say, well, no, I just want everyone to know that I'm supporting the people in Paris. Well, how are you supporting? Okay, let me tell you this, all right? I think it was two days or the day before the Paris attacks happened, okay? There were three, I think three bombings in Beirut. Mm. Didn't hear a word about it. Yeah. ISIS claimed bombings. Did not hear a word about it. Yeah. Western country, and part of it, okay, part of it I understand is because... Paris, so close to England. The media is strong in Paris and in England. Yeah. So the media got it on quickly. Yeah. I get that. But we didn't hear anything about that. Let me go away from ISIS for a minute and think about this as a world crisis. If we truly value life, which is what we're talking about, the value of life, all right, which we have Islamic radicalists which do not value life. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's look at South Africa, my home country. 40,000 Caucasian or white people are killed every year in racialistic attacks. 40,000. Yeah. I bet you've never heard about that. 
Yeah. Or so you, whose flag should I put on my Facebook e profile? Exactly 123 right. that died in Paris. No disrespect whatsoever. 40,000, all right, that die yearly in my home country or any other country in the world or any starving African country. Yeah. Whose flag should I put up there? Can't we at least get something that pulls us towards a unity and not a separate nation and a motion of what to do? And that's exactly the point I'm getting at. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember it, but quite a few years ago where the Coney thing came forward. Yeah. So it makes me think, did we sort that problem? Is Coney, has that been sorted? There's no more child soldiers or... My wife took part in that. I, I have no idea what happened out of that. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, these things come through the social media and they're topical. They're what's on top of people's minds, but people don't want to spend the time to research it. Mm. So people don't want to follow up to find out whether, you know, there's child soldier people. In, in two weeks, three weeks, people won't be finding out how's Paris getting on? Are they yeah. rebuilt? You know, is there money that I can donate to help rebuild? Is there... People just want what's topical at the moment. What's coming through? Where, what flag do I put? What should... You know, we, we look to social media to say, what do I need to be doing to have in my say? Well, you speak about child soldiers. I mean, I, running in the gym yesterday, and there's a, a video going on about... Um, it was a journalist that went in Afghanistan, and he's showing how child soldiers are trained up by ISIS. Yeah, to shoot guns and everything. Child soldiers. I mean, this is this is a, a movement that has absolutely complete disregard for yeah, life and exactly. the value of life. Um, of course, they don't care about the next generation because their whole aim is to not have another generation. It's to usher in the end of the world, essentially. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom. Um, Trevor No, who now does the Daily Show uh, from uh, John Stewart, took over over the show. He said this: We look at the doom and gloom a lot, but actually, what happened in Paris on the evenings is quite amazing because there was an open door policy. As borders closed, doors opened. And what that meant is that people were opening their doors for anybody on the street that couldn't get home or didn't because transport stopped or didn't have a place to sleep, whatever. They were opening their doors to strangers to come inside and wow. spend the night with them. Yeah. They were going in the streets, helping people. They were, they, we saw a real unity yeah. of um, meals being given to people and people being cared for, a unity coming in humanity. And maybe that is the very core of uh, what what will be revealed in humanity through mm. this, and, see, and, and not the terror. That's exactly right. It is, sometimes we only look at what what the bad's going on, and we, we don't look at how people are getting through this and how people are helping. How people, but isn't that interesting though? Because you hear that, and then also there's another Australian story to go back to the doom and gloom for a second. Mm. But we started to bring um, refugees into the country, and people were blowing up about the fact that they shouldn't be able to come in. Mm. So we want to close our doors. There's nations out there that are going, you know, we'll, we're happy to open, but only if it's people in our country. Australia does not want to close their doors. The, the, the news I've read this week is all about we will keep our borders open. And yes. to the fact that 12,000 Syrian refugees will be settling in, Victoria, uh, no, in Perth, yeah. in Western Australia, but this week. There was lots of rallies. There was lots of people very, very upset in the fact that that's happening. See, I think um, Donald Trump, <laughs> who I'm starting to advocate for. I was going to say. Donald Trump actually are you, has... Are you doing the foreword <laughs> for his book or...? <laughs> pays, you know, I've got to get a salary from somewhere, mate. Um, but he's got a great solution. He's saying, why are we taking all these refugees into our countries when people are truly patriotic about their own countries and should want to return to their own country at some point to rebuild it if that's their real heart? Yeah. Okay. Um, if they want to stay Syrian and not be American or wherever your country is that, that they're taking them in. Why don't we as governments section off an area in Syria, safeguard that, provide everything they need to live and survive and flourish there, 
and help them in Syria to have a safe zone. Why don't we do that? Yeah, I mean... Instead of taking them into our own countries. It costs just as much to take them into our own countries. Yeah, it does, yeah. And it's a problem that, as he rightly says, could be a Trojan horse. We don't know who these people are. Yeah. I'm not anti-humanitarian. I'm just wise humanitarian. <laughs> yeah. You know? And see, that's the thing. There's a... There's a, a fine line between what is good for the country and what's not good for the country, but there also is a fine line between sometimes we've just got to help where we can help. And that's, and that's what is so interesting about that Paris thing. It's so amazing to see people going, this is our home and mm. all we have, but they have less than us, so let's bring them in and help. Like there's a, there's a level of, yes, I don't have very much, but I've got more than the person next to me, so I'm going to help where I can. Mm. And that, that to me is, is incredible. We need the world to start sh showing more of that and opening up more of their doors to people who have less than they do. Yeah, that's true. I want to talk about religion up next. You can take us anywhere. Put us in your pocket. You. Get the Mixler app. That's M-I-X-L-R. On iPhone or Android. Follow Re-Reckon Radio and listen live. Right, so obviously a lot of this does come down to religion. We're talking about an ISIS militant group, all right? Yeah. Now, you might seem, I mean, it is like this. This conversation we're having today is quite convoluted. It's back and forth a little bit, a bit of this thrown, a bit of that thrown in. Part of that is because we're discovering a voice for our generation around this thing. Part of it is that we are actually very uneducated as a, yeah. as a generation. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what the hell's going on here, mm. all right? Um, it all kind of exploded quite quickly as well. Now... There's two aspects of this that I want to bring up. One, there was a uh, suggestion that refugees be tested according to their religion before they can be accepted into <laughs> okay. a country. Okay. Got slammed, but I want to hear your views on that. The other is that, is this a Christian versus Muslim? And Christian, I mean by what your nation would be pronounced to be. Yeah. So, for example, you might not call yourself Christian. By, or by going by those principles or whatever, that's fine. But Australia, for example, is a Christian nation. Yeah. America is a Christian nation. Yeah. All right. Um, so is it a Christian nation thing against Islam or against Arab nations or against Muslims yeah. or against whatever it is? Um, and at what point is there an ownership yeah. that you take for that? So, so let's go first um, quickly, the refugee thing. What do you think? Screen refugees? Uh, see, but uh, no, because... It, Unless you're going to be able to test, and even so, what Christian, some Christians can be just as bad as some of, of, of those Muslims. There is, there is no guideline. Look at Westboro Baptist exactly or something right. like that. As I mean, radical. Just as radical. I mean, yeah, they're not out there out killing people, but they're out there making people's lives difficult. Yeah. So what, what is it to say that just because your religion says this and this and this, the things you should do, mm. and you don't do them, that... To me, I mean, how can you, how how can I decide whether you're Christian and how can you decide whether I'm Christian? Yeah. We can't do that. So there even no within Christian, it's difficult. There, but what no if somebody wants to, to come that. into your country and say, no, I am a refugee, I am struggling, my life is in danger, but I am a committed Muslim and I want to stay a committed Muslim because that's my faith, that's what I believe. And then you're going to end up with government saying, sorry, no Muslims allowed. Exactly. And then, but then Didn't South say, Africa do that? Black and white? No blacks allowed? Exactly. Or didn't, didn't Germany do that when they said yeah, that we right. didn't have any Jews? So then we get to an interesting point. So, okay, so you're not going to let Muslims in, yeah. but are you going to kick Muslims out? Well, they've lived in your country for the whole time that they've been alive, but they're Muslim, but you're now saying none can come in, so can... Yeah, you but, and you see, this is the thing. 
It's not about a Muslim situation no. when it comes to refugees. And as soon as we can break down that political correctness crap that yeah. happens there, and we go, oh, Muslims, no, you want to keep them out because they're Muslims. No, we want to keep them out because they might actually be dangerous people, yeah. for one. For two, we are not the UN to everybody, to every nation that falls apart. If the world starts falling apart more and more and more, what do we do? We just keep taking people into our, into our countries? But see, then we move. And it doesn't help. There's an incredible video. I don't know if you've seen it. A guy does gumballs. There's a gumball yes. explanation yeah. of uh, how much impact you have taking refugees in. It's nothing. It doesn't mm. help the problem at all. But you see, then we Create start Create a space in their own country. Then we start getting to a place where you start saying, okay, so Muslims are creating it. What about Scientology? They're creating just as much as um, a hurt to the uh, country, hurt to the nation. You see, then, Scientology's a joke. Then you start getting into a dictatorship of one person decides. What if he is a Muslim and he's deciding Christian's causing? We get into a place where it's a dictatorship tearing people apart. Yeah. No, I think it's incredibly wrong. No, but I do believe... Again, as Donald Trump has suggested, there should be borders. You can't have a country without borders. Yeah. And those borders are not only established by geographical lines, they're established by rules and regulations. But and every government has rules and regulations for who you let into the country. Now, the word refugee, because it's seen as a politically correct word, everybody has to have a different stance about letting refugees in as a, or somebody who's not a refugee but from another country. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but your um, immigration program is your immigration program. Yeah, but you see, when you're talking about the borders, at the moment, Syria's borders are... And let me say, it's not the only way to help people. Syrian's borders at the moment are guidelined by bombshells and, and shrapnel. I mean, to, to put someone in a country and say, this is where you're going to say, we'll protect you. Well, how much can we protect them? How sure. much do we have the ability to do that? How much do we have for a country to step into another country and say, no, no, we're protecting this circle? I mean, there's a whole lot of lines in that. Hey, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. I'm no, just it, saying no, that is, the yeah. solution they're going with at the moment is not a solution at all. Mm. It's not a solution at all. It's like saying, I am a millionaire, I have a million dollars. Okay, well, because I'm a millionaire, I need to help people. I'll give a million people one dollar each. Yeah. I'm yeah. poor, you're poor, we're all poor. Yeah, or poor, if you don't catch Clint's okay. word appear. The rest of the um, world catches. And moving on to the next question. Yes. The next question you had asked, can you reiterate the question, was... Is it a Christian problem or a Muslim problem? Yes, okay. No, I don't believe it is, and I'll tell you why. Oh, don't believe it is what? A Muslim and Christian, Muslim versus Christian problem. Okay. I don't believe that is at all. And the reason of that is because the people that were bombed in that, um, in Paris, in the rock concert, yeah. predominantly wouldn't have been Christians. There's one thing. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Christians don't listen to heavy metal? Yeah. What? No, they do. What? I'm, a, I'm a Christian. Yeah. I'm a big heavy metal yeah. fan. Yeah. But, but... There's no way that the Muslims said that's going to be predominantly Christians. We're going to attack that because it's going to be predominantly Christians. Yeah. They have, ISIS has one, one agenda, and that's bring fear. That's right. They want to bring fear. It doesn't matter whether they're bringing fear to the whole country. It doesn't matter whether they're bringing fear to Christians, whether they're bringing yeah. fear to one individual. They want to bring fear. Yeah. So, yes, they, they strongly dislike. Well, it, it talks about an infidel, which means that anyone who isn't of the faith yeah. So it's not Christianity. It's anybody, Buddhas, atheists, anybody. Yeah. Anybody who is not potentially a Muslim is infidel and is not. I have two bombshells that I want to release before we end the show. And then probably we've got to end not, the show. We've got two, probably not the best language. Two there. minutes. All right. <laughs> the one bombshell is this. Why are more Muslim nations 
not taking responsibility for this? And why are Muslims not standing up against ISIS the way the Western world is? Because to stand up against this, they have to stand up against the Quran. Because although it's not a massive part in the Quran, it is still in there. So they have to work through for themselves, is this, if I stand against this, I'm technically standing against the sword, which is a, a verse in the Quran which says to take out the infidel. They have to stand against that, which means in some respect they have to refute their entire religion. Now, a lot of people say, oh, no, the Quran is a peaceful book. Quran is a peaceful book. Don't worry about it. And by the way, the, the question I asked is off the post on Facebook about a Muslim scholar saying, we appreciate what all the Christians are saying, sending their love and helping to sort the sun and everything, but this is a Muslim problem. That's a Muslim mm. scholar who said yeah. that. This is a Muslim problem. If you have a radicalist group in your religion, you better do something about it. Yeah. If there's a radicalist group, I'm a Christian, and I, I have no problem with Muslims. We yeah. disagree on things, but love and unity needs to flow so we can discuss these things. Muslims don't have any problems with Christians. They accept Jesus as a prophet. Yeah. And we converse. We lived in a Muslim country for six years. But when, if I had a radicalist group in Christianity, I would stand against it. Yeah. I would stand against it. And uh, so my concern is this, that in the Quran, yes, Muhammad's um, political career, as he set out, was very violent. The Quran itself is very violent. Mm. It does speak about killing. It does speak about advancing uh, Islam by Sharia, and Sharia is by the sword. Yeah. And the problem is that any verse that's later in the Quran, according to my understanding, which are the more violent verses, mm. um, supersede the earlier verses, yeah. which are the more peaceful verses. Exactly. And so you can quote a peaceful verse one day and a violent verse the next day, and the violent verse stands. Mm. And so I, am, I, very, I really struggle with Muslims saying, no, it's peaceful because of that very fact, because there's a verse in the Quran that says the older verses supersede and the yeah. older verses are more violent. And so I struggle with that. And, see, but, and the interesting thing is this, and the, the thing that we have to think about is then, so then how do we react to this? The only way that we can react, and as corny as weird as it sounds, is through a well-placed understanding of love. If we, if we come back at this with as much anger and hatred and fight for Paris as the ISIS has attacked Paris with, we're no better. Yeah. We're attacking with the same level of, of anger, the same level of hate, the same level of disgust. We're not changing anything. We're just trying to one-up. Yeah. And we stay in that place until the next person wants to one-up them. Yeah. It's anger breeding anger. We have to change the course. We have to change the way that it's being done and re act with love in a yeah. way that's going to better the society instead of putting it behind that's right so um hey this is basically about finding a voice for our generation you need to be educated on what's happening in the world today you need to find your own education and uh what you're looking at when you look at media and stuff read through the crap and see what's going on and speak from an educated point of view not with hate but with love and with unity this has been yeah. re-reckon radio mate thanks very much we'll be again uh, next week Indeed. Cheers. You can take us anywhere. Put us in your pocket. You. Get the Mixler app. That's M-I-X-L-R. On iPhone or Android. Follow Re-Reckon Radio and listen live.